Hello, I am Tony Silvera and I welcome you to my evening devotional. On tonight's episode, I'm going to talk about Jeroboam's uh, uh, withered hand. And uh, this uh, happened <clears throat> in Israel. Uh, I'm going to read the scripture in 1 Kings 13.4, the Amplified Bible. When the king heard the words which the man of God cried out against the altar in Bethel, Jeroboam put out his hand from the altar, saying, Seize him. And his hand, which he had put out against him, withered, so that he was unable to pull it back to himself. Let me give you some context of what happened. Uh, Jeroboam, in uh, 1 Kings 11, uh, we learn that uh, had a prophet talking uh, with him and calling him to be king over the northern tribes of uh, Israel. Uh, Solomon's kingdom had fallen into apostasy, but they kept returning to what they were doing previously in Egypt. In Psalms 137, 4 and 5, it says, How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Lord, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. So basically, this is a psalm containing a curse. Uh, the curse uh, is to occur um, in case uh, Jerusalem forgets uh, about the Lord. That's what happened in Jeroboam's uh, kingdom. We know that they were not supposed to do or to make idols. In Deuteronomy 4.23, in the law of Moses, it says, Take care, lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make a carved image, the form of anything that the Lord your God has forbidden you. And Jeroboam uh, built um, some golden calves. Uh, in 1 Kings 13, uh, he made offerings at the altar. Uh, the altar was at Bethel um, and had golden calves that he made. Uh, you can see in chapter 12. And uh, as he made the golden calves, this displeased the Lord. So Jeroboam's uh, action uh, then caused his hand to wither. It says that a man of God uh, went from uh, Judah to Bethel. And this is an anonymous man of God. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the whole story uh, with this uh, uh, prophet, but uh, this demonstrates that you don't need to be famous to be used by, by God. Uh, Jeroboam stretched the hand towards him and the, the hand withered so that he could not pull it back to himself. So God confirm his word of judgment in two ways. First, he judged the disobedient king uh, at the precise point 
of his most glaring sin. He is making an altar uh, to, a, to a false god. And second, he fulfilled the immediate, immediate word against the altar. So uh, as soon as the word was pronounced against the altar, the altar turned to ashes. And uh, then there's Jeroboam's plea. Uh, the king then answered and told this man of God, please uh, entreat the favor of the Lord your God and pray for, my, for me that my hand be restored to me. So it says the man of God prayed and the hand was healed, was restored, it became as, as before. Well, even though this happened, Jeroboam didn't uh, repent. He had a great opportunity for repentance, but uh, he continued doing the same things. And everything uh, Egypt represents is enticing. It's the world around us. We need to be careful that we will not follow in Jeroboam's footsteps. In the book of Psalms 95, 79, it says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. <clears throat> we shouldn't harden our hearts when God speaks to us. Jeroboam, he was quick to point the finger and say, arrest the prophet and immediately his hand withered. This is a powerful miracle that um, happened. It's not a pleasant one. Again, we see many unpleasant miracles happening. But then uh, as J uh, Jeroboam asked <clears throat> for healing, um, the, 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 the prophet prayed and he was restored. He was healed. Well, if you're under any type of curse, there's hope for you. I want to finish to conclude tonight with a word of prayer. And as Jeroboam was quick to judge and this uh, caused uh, this uh, 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 problem in his hand, his hand got crippled um, because of his sin, of his accusation. Uh, sometimes in our own lives, we can um, uh, receive things we do not expect because of disobedience. And tonight, I would like to pray for you that God will forgive you. And if there's any uh, situation, any issue, any curse in your life because of disobedience, I pray that those curses will be canceled. So God, I pray right now for my friends watching my evening devotional, uh, and I pray for cancellation of curses. God, things that were done that displeased you, I pray for forgiveness, Lord, and that you will give a new opportunity, a fresh opportunity. I pray for my friends, for healing, for restoration to come. And keep us, keep our hearts from uh, Egypt, from the things of sin, from the things of the past, that we will not be uh, on the path of returning to our old sin. But God, uh, strengthen your children, strengthen us tonight, so that we'll walk in your ways always. And tonight I pray if someone uh, listened to your voice, they heard from you that they will not harden their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. This uh, brings us to the end of another week of my evening devotional. During the weekend, <clears throat> as usually, I do a short pause. I'll be at the Passion Center. If you want to follow me, uh, just check the website, passioncenter.org. And um, uh, I will also post the message from the Passion Center 
on Substack. Find me on Substack, myeveningdevotional.substack.com. Have a great evening, a great weekend. God willing, I'll be with you again Monday at 9 p.m. God bless you. Thank you.